Welcome to another episode of The Real Paw Show, where artists share their heart about their passion for what they do. Take a moment to look over the episode's description to familiarize yourself with available links as they will be mentioned throughout the podcast. And now, here's your host, Paul Weiss. y'all and welcome to another episode of the real paul show today we have a very special guest who has not ever used any kind of platform to tell her story so it's really exciting to share enda superman's story take a listen to this you'll love it she talks about her family the music industry and the way it is today the positives and negatives on that we discuss her classical training we also discuss the fact that she teaches music i do want to thank you guys for being here and listening to the show i hope that you enjoy it if you do don't forget to rate us and like us on whatever app you're listening to us on this helps us get out there into the view of other people who may be interested in hearing these stories of the passion and heart that goes into the music creation. One other little side note before we continue. This interview took place on Skype, but for some reason, this time, there was a lot of audio issues. At one point, you will hear me chime in, and I just kind of fill you in on a story part that had gotten too messed up in the audio to be able to use. So I do apologize for that. If any of y'all out there have any idea of a good service that I could do interviews on a remote app, I would really appreciate the information. Without any further ado, let's have Inda introduce herself. My name is Enda Superman. Taken from my dad, um, they always want to have boys, but after three times trying, and then I'm still the girl, so they decided that's the end of a trying. That's why it's Enda instead of Edna. A lot of people always miscall it as Edna, which is very not nice because it's actually Enda. (laughs) I am currently living in Vancouver, BC, Canada. I teach piano. Been playing piano since I was three and a half years old. So piano, pretty much my whole life. What is it that inspired you to take up the mantle of teaching and further inspire others by teaching them how to play piano? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I actually really like to see when someone don't know how to read the music and then just the journey and then they finally liking it or they finally get to read it and then just play it. I don't know. It just makes me feel like, wow, I just turn you from somebody don't know to somebody knows how to play and then even like it's bonus if the kids really enjoy it and then the mom will say like oh so and so now it's like practicing by himself or herself I'll be like wow like I feel that's such a big accomplishment for me that's awesome. I love that too uh, and that is great that is awesome so I think I had seen that that you do piano lessons so you've been playing since you were three yes 
three. And then I finished all my concert at the way back home. And then when I was 17, so I was like the youngest in the whole conservatory. I, when I finished it, I teaching grade 11 in high school. So I've been teaching since grade 11 till now, almost 22 years. Wow. Yes. So with your music, what was it about music that drew you in? What was it that attracted you to the music initially? What was the first thing that made you say, aha, I want to do this? Unfortunately, I lost some of the clips of this interview due to technical difficulties while recording. I just want to set up this next clip for you. I had asked Enda about what music does for her, and she was setting this story up, telling us about how her grandmother, who taught her to play, would sit next to her. And I'll let her tell you the rest of the story. Because I was so small and then like, because I was trained as a classic pianist. They are so upright and then like whenever your hand is not curved enough, your body posture is not like sit up straight. They just have like a fork right beside her and she just start poking me. She's like, ah, that's not good enough. Nah, that's not good enough. So I was always in tears every piano lesson. But and then my mom was like, no. You gotta practice it. You gotta practice it. So I was like practicing and crying. And then when I was, I think, grade two. So we have a music class in the school. And then by then I already start playing a little bit harder stuff. And the teacher was just like, uh, was doing something. And I start playing on the piano and she was amazed. She was like, wow, that was really good. And all of a sudden it's like, ding, ding, ding. Wow, I'm the diva. Yay, this is it. I'm going to be pianist. I love it. <laughs> I just love the praise. Everybody was looking at you, like clapping. How did you do that? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, give me more praise. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, keep going. And then after that, I just addicted to that. I was like, okay, I'm going to play harder stuff. I'm going to try this one. And then like every time you play, there's a recital or like a competition. And then like you start winning it and it's just, I don't know. I just love it. I love to be the center of the stage, I guess. <laughs> what does music do for you, for your own personal self, whether it's listening or actually you can answer both? I like to hear both sides. What does music do for you when you listen to it? And what does it do for you as you play it? Um, It's a two different thing. I think it's very correlated. Some songs, when you hear it, you just like kind of like, oh, I like it a lot. Or some song you just kind of connect right away. Like, I don't know whether the singers or like, um, let's say if it's a piece of classical music, sometimes you hear it, you just can feel, especially like Chopin. I noticed his song is very romantic and very like, I don't know, like when he depressed, I kind of can feel it, like how sad he is, all that stuff. I just like it. And then sometimes when I played myself, I can kind of pour the same feeling into it when I play. So it's kind of like, let's say, I don't know, um, for example, when I was 25, my dad passed away and then it was really hard for me. And for the longest time, I was just kind of like, I don't know how to accept that because it was such a sudden death. My big sister called me and it just told me that he got diagnosed cancer. It was in August. And then I rushed back home. I was born in Jakarta, Indonesia, but our background is Chinese. So we are Chinese family that born in Indonesia. And then for my music degree, I moved to Canada. That's why I'm like, when you ask me where I'm from, that's where I'm kind of confused. So, and then I moved back home right away for 
but it's only like three months. In three months, he just passed away. And then from that point on, I would just feel very lost and saddened and like no purpose of living kind of almost because I'm really close to my dad. But I noticed whenever I play piano, especially some sort of song that my dad really likes or like when I grew up that I he always sit beside and he just kind of watched me play. I When I play that, it's kind of like help me go through those dark times when I don't know, like if does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And I especially is like my Claire de Lune from Debussy. That one is like my dad's favorite song. So whenever I play that is it's sad because I now know that he's not sitting beside me. It feels very good because sometimes I just close my eye and then I just think of those good times like when he was sitting there and then he will be like, okay, after practicing, we can go to the local kind of grocery store and get your ice cream or something. So I just kind of like think those good moments kind of just play it. And then when I open it, I was like, oh, I kind of feel good because just bring me back to that kind of time. Yeah. So it's more kind of like my mental health, if that makes sense. I was just explaining in the last episode to um, Alexander that the first release that I did was actually that. It was where I took my emotions. I didn't have any words that would fit the emotion that I had. It was so strong right. that I had to piece that into the, into the music. Yes. Um, that was over 20-something years ago, and I just released that song last year. Wow. And it, it was basically a symbolistic release for me to put it in there, to put it out in the public eye, and to say, okay, I'm done with that era of my life. You know, I'm moving forward. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And that brings me to this question. I'm, I've been curious. I haven't seen anything online to this point. Have you released or have you done any of your own music? Funny you say that. I do actually compose couple songs. Like, um, so same time when my dad passed away and around time when he was fighting the cancer, I compose couples, I think I have a few, but I always feel, I don't know, maybe that's like my perfectionist side. I was like, oh, maybe that's not good enough. So it's always back in my head. Like, I need to like rewrite it again. We receive, maybe this one's not so good. So I do have a couple of them, but I always feel not good enough to play around for other people yet so far. I feel like that's the eternal pain of every creator out there whatsoever. <laughs> Anyone who makes anything is just like, it's not good enough. I need to work on it more. Uh, all our worst critic for sure that's amazing and so nobody's heard those songs my dad i think he heard it a couple times and uh, my family my mom my two sisters and my hubby i think he heard it too but he always like oh that's good i was like i oh, know that's not good enough i think i need to do something else on second page oh that one is not <laughs> so yeah and uh, I would so love to hear those, if that's something that could be arranged. And now a brief message from Ophelia on how you can contribute to the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here, please consider supporting the podcast with a monthly contribution. To contribute, just click the link in the description of this episode or visit The Real Paw Show on Anchor FM. I'd like to say a thank you for my contributors and I would like to welcome you guys to contribute as well. 
You can click the link in the description of this podcast and donate $1, 5 or $10 a month. You can also do a one-time donation by going to trps.us forward slash podcast. And I have on there available for you to donate on Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo. Thanks in advance for your contribution. Oh, that brings up something too there. Have you done collaborations with anybody like where you've played piano with somebody else well when we were in university we as a piano major you have to do like an obligatory to like um companies for like either violinists or like whatever other major students like a flautist and all like the other people but as per that no i think i did couple of accompaniment for my student that minoring in violin uh yeah that's all but it's not like I think I'm too diva. <laughs> it's like, I gotta be the star. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I remember the first video I saw of you. I don't know if you remember. It was the first one you did where, or I don't know if it was the very first one, but it was one of the first ones I saw like about a year ago or maybe a year and a half. And you were laying back on the bench <laughs> and had your, your hands above your head playing the piano. I'm like, what? <laughs> and yeah. I, I made a comment like, there's more stuff here. Go look at it. <laughs> yeah, totally should we do that again? I remember I was just reposted a couple of days ago and then you commented all I was like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a really good video to draw people in because yeah. it was such a, a unique trick, you know. Yeah. Play of talent and memorization because as long as you can get your fingers situated, you should be able to do it by memory if you've trained yourself enough. It's actually quite a feat because you have to really know what you're doing to be able to do that. That's true. And then you have to just kind of like really sure where's the next, especially when they change the court and then you have to know like how much to jump to the next that key because you cannot see it. It's you like, have to have years of experience to be able to go all the way over without overstepping or understepping and then hit the wrong key. Yes. <laughs> I got a question though. The the way you cross the way you cross your hands, is that because it's reversed? I know it's because when we facing forward, this is my right hand, this is my left hand, but when I backward, this is my right hand now, this is my left hand now, so I have to flip it. Right? Keep the same orientation. You basically yeah. have to yeah. yeah, so if this is my left hand, in order for me to left hand stay on this position, I gotta do it this way. <laughs> so yeah. All right. The last root question that I have is, where do you see music taking you from this point? Or where would you like to see it take you? I would like to, I really hope my TikTok grow more and then like somehow just my music can touch people because I I don't I just want people to kind of like enjoy it and then especially classical music too to bring it a little bit more out and mostly I just want my music to to help people to do what they did it do to myself so let's say like when I'm sad I, I listen to it it helped me to kind of like go through those moods or when I'm happy and then I can just share it with you guys through the music so it's kind of like a way 
to share the feeling and hope other people when they hear it, they can feel it too. Let's say like someone like some people that on my TikTok, they followers, they say that, oh, I have a bad day today. And then I listen to your video. I feel I feel really better now. And I just that those kind of comment is I feel like so priceless. It's like, oh, it's really, really what I want. So uh, that's awesome. And, you know, a really good way to to get more TikTok followers would be to post your unreleased music. Picture <laughs> myself, and that's not good enough. Do it again, and that page not good enough. We changed. <laughs> oh, never ending cycle of the creative. <laughs> I know, and then I start tearing out. I'll be like, oh my God, this is so bad. I'm so bad. <laughs> TikTok really is pretty vicious whenever it comes to the trolls. Yeah. Uh, but they are just basically people who are making comments that they don't even believe what they're saying either. They're just doing it because that to them is fun. I don't know why, but that's so annoying. I think some people, they just like, they have nothing better to say and you just feel they have to say something. I don't really know. Usually when people comment like a negative, I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. You can just move along next. <laughs> so people like to stir the pot to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Or I just ignore you. So like, okay, I don't see that one. Bye. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, one thing that you did say that I really thought was cool, because you and I are very much on the same thought line on this, and that is with classical music. It's so powerful, and yet not really in the mainstream as much as it should be. No, and that- I applaud you for that, because honestly, it, it just, it's such a beautiful realm to delve into. There's a cellist. I watch her on TikTok. She's a professional cellist. She comes from the Ukraine. And she plays a lot of heavy metal music on her cello. Wow. Now that's a new... It's gorgeous. But in between, because she was classically trained, in between her heavy metal pieces, she will play Bach and Chopin. I forgot which one. I think it's Beethoven. She doesn't play... Because for some reason, his music doesn't translate over to the cello very well. But I think oh, they play Baroque period stuff, like a bar and then like, who's that guy? A handle, all those stuff. Yeah. My favorite classicals actually love Sorrow. I love that piece, especially the piano version of it. It's just, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's like I, I wonder if I... I think I have one in my TikTok. I'm pretty sure I play that one. Yeah, that's supposedly for a violin piece, isn't it? Yes, it's typically a violin piece. However, someone created a piano version that is absolutely stunning. Wow. And it awesome. works really well, especially when paired with a violinist. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look at that. I know that song too. Yeah, it's really pretty. I love that song too. Yeah. Now with you, curious question, do you play other instruments other than the piano or no? Uh, I play, I don't know if you know the Chinese harp, the one that Guzhen is like a, a wooden string all like 21 one, And then yes, I play that. Those sound eerie, but also beautiful. I love how otherworldly you can create some of the sounds out of that. Yes, it sounds very like almost kind of like a... I don't know if you go to like a spa and in the background music, it sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like, 
I know you have a fascination with classical music, but what other genres and types of music are you interested in show curiosity towards? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Um, I'm very, I think I would call myself more like an old soul. Uh, I definitely not into like heavy, heavy metal. I don't know why until now, like I'm 39 and I still don't like that. <laughs> uh, but I really like uh, oldies, don't know why. And then I do like anything kind of like easy listening so more like paul moriad and like richard kleiderman i also like anything like pretty sound it's like a some french like edit pf like a la viang rose another i think it's also like an old oldish genre from like a french song what else i don't mind like some kind of like a movie theme songs those those are pretty good too or like you say like a song from other instrument that they adopted and they made it to like a piano version anything's pretty i think i like it but i have a question for you along that exact same thing then have you heard of the some of the new genres that are coming out where they take older types of music and styles for example like swing music and then try and take it into the modern era by maybe changing out some of the instruments or maybe making it electronic in nature and trying to re-bring back older cultures of music to see if it can fit better with modern era crowds. No, I haven't seen that in any like that. Yeah. Um, greatest example I have is there's been a resurgent over the past five years or so of a thing called electro swing, which is literally they've redone and also brought back swing style music with a what? modern take on electric instruments. Oh, wow. It's actually really cool. That's really, really cool. <laughs> I would say that's very original because I don't think a lot of people have done that kind of thing. To be clear, but, it's not fusion, but it's taking the old music, keeping it the same, but putting in different instruments? Yes and no. There are some of the songs that are the same, and then there are some of them where they take the old song add a little bit extra to it along with completely new instruments and revisions to make it more i guess in a way palatable to the modern listener like you whatever the pattern kind of thing you could because you kind of like chop the song and then put something in put it back again would that allow to do that possibly but for the most part it looks like they take the original rhythm and then completely redo the entire song with uh. different instruments some background beats and whatnot to add more layers to it, but also give the original the respect it's deserved. Got it. Okay. Okay. I, I, I love seeing older music brought back in a new light in a way that I can literally just go and show it to a random person and they'll be like, hey, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually cool. Yeah. I don't know if you guys see one of a guy, he actually took my uh, entertainer, uh, the Scott Joplin. And then I think he's more like a um, DJ kind of guy. So he took the shape of you from Ed Sheeran lyric and then put it into that song. It was so crazy. And it's actually hitting at like half million people yeah, watching. People are sampling yeah. like older music with some other lyrics and whatnot and putting them together and seeing yeah. how they work. I was actually quite shocked and it's actually really good. I was like, wow, that actually sounds better than the real shape of you. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen a lot of those mashups. There are quite a few really good ones out there that I've heard that just, they blow you away because it starts out one song and you're like, oh yeah, I know this song. And then bam, it's like, whoa, whoa, that works. (laughs) I know. Or even just changing the pitch, 
possibly changing the way you do certain lyrics, for example. You remember the song Mr. Sandman by the Chordettes? Mr. Sandman, na-na-na-na, Remember how happy that song is? Yeah. Someone did it where they slowed down the pace of the song by about, I'd say, 15 to 20%, did it in a minor key, and then yeah. it was a guy singing about a woman instead, and it is spectacular. Wow. Yeah. It immediately goes from being like a very happy and joyous song to like a melancholy song about a guy being so lonely that even if it's a dream, he would at least be able to be with someone. Oh my goodness, that is... And it's the exact same lyrics. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's all about information. That's crazy. Sarah Jaka, they, uh, I can't remember, was that Mahler? Gustav Mahler, that he changed it into minor. So instead yeah. of Sarah Jaka, it's like, na, 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 na. Oh, it was so sad. And now a quick word from our sponsor. We now return you to the interview. I bet. And that brings me to a question for you. And that is, have you done that? Have you taken a song and changed it to a minor key? No. No, I am not that. I am a very, I can read music very quick. So I'm a side reader thing. So I, no, I never, I don't have those kind of thing like to just change. But I think that's more like a jazz background people. They can just chord it right away, change. I can change song, exact same song. So it's more kind of like accompaniment, like for let's say choir. Let's say your key is in C key, but those singer are on A. I can bring it down for you. No problem. But like minoring it, I haven't done that. Maybe that's something I should try. <laughs> I noticed that I am too classical and too, like everything has to be very precise. Even like when I, I think it's because like my background too, like it's all very like that. Even like with my students, sometimes with the fingering, I'll be like, no, it has to be three. But then it's like, okay, I don't want to be that grandma with the fork. I was like, okay, if you think two is out, like show me. Okay, I want to see maybe th- three, still back to the three again. So I was like, Try to compromise, but in the end, I'm still like kind of in the edge. I gotcha. <laughs> I'm kind of that. I noticed too. That another thing that's been growing in popularity is uh, people doing like public performances with pianos or other instruments. Will like they'll take something that wasn't originally written on piano or something that's from like a Japanese anime or TV show, and then do it on piano. Or like, we'll start off with a really simple song and then halfway through just instant switch to something that's absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, I heard that that too. It's actually sometimes some song is really pretty though. I noticed like the anime or like, what was that? Like one Japanese composer, Yiruma, whatever that one. A lot of kids, I can't remember Richard Kleiderman, but it's like more the nowadays kind of thing. It sounds pretty. I don't mind them at all. Yeah. Yeah, Um, there's actually a few years ago, someone decided to do an entire series dedicated to classical music as an anime. And it was the main character is a pianist who ends up meeting a violinist who needs an accompaniment for a contest. So she ends up basically dragging him along and making him become her pianist after he had some issues when he was younger and ended up giving up playing professionally because of it. Oh, wow. What was this? And she gets him to overcome his fear and anxiety about playing. I believe it's called Your Lie in April, though I will warn you, it will probably make you cry at the end, but the music is beautiful. 
Is this a series? Yeah, it's like a 24-episode series. They do Chopin, Romanoff, Chrysler. Nice. It's literally St. Sens, Mozart, Beethoven. Oh, awesome. They do the full suite. It was a very lovely musical experience. Yeah. I think those kind of things is good too because like it's kind of like interest if a kids watch or like a younger people like a, those one if they watch it and then with the background those kind of music hopefully like a grow them interest like oh that music's actually pretty what is it that'll be great right kind of like in classical slowly in- I'm gonna be honest with you that's actually what got me to fall in love with Love Sorrow. Because ah. of the way it's performed and the visualizations, because the way it does it is while they're playing the song, you're seeing the emotions and the thoughts in their head as a visual display of how they feel about the piece while they're playing it, which right. is amazing. Oh, <laughs> I will call it a very successful anime because it's not only showing your anime and then you slowly sneak in the classical music in it too. Because to be honest, if you just like kind of like opera house and to just watch a guy playing it, I don't think a lot of like younger kids kind of think they can go through three hours of just straight classical stuff, right? Most kids already have a sleep by 10 minutes later, especially with the genre. Every kid's now like just playing iPad. Oh my God. Okay, it's time for another quick break where we tell you how you can have your questions or comments aired on the show. If you'd like to record a question or comment to possibly be aired on a future podcast, just click the message link in the description of this episode or visit the Real Paul Show podcast on Anchor FM. Just another brief method for you to leave a voice comment to be aired on the show. Just simply call 561-342-1761. That number again is 571-342-1761. Have you ever performed live? No, you know what? It's very funny you say that. I try a splurge of moment. It was on back in Christmas because uh, usually most of my TikTok, I'm talking about my TikTok. Uh, my TikTok, usually I record it um, in my dress. I like doing like super classical way and then play it for like one minute to three minutes video. And then I post it. And then but it was on because my dad was passed away on uh, day. He was born on Christmas, but and then he passed away on the 26th. So on that last Christmas, December 26, 2021, I was feeling sad. And then I was in the middle of playing piano. And then I was just like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to try to do live. So that was my first time ever in my whole TikTok time. And then, yeah, it was kind of fun because I never really done live. And it was kind of awkward because my phone was on that. So I cannot see because the comment is just keep popping up. But while you're sitting here, how can I read what people write kind of thing, right? So, yeah, I don't like to do it one more, like maybe sometimes again. I wonder if people can co-host it like you guys. You guys can just read it to me. So-and-so saying you should play this or like something instead of me running behind the camera. Oh, okay. And then play it again. I've mentioned this before on, on the podcast with Alenka Cello. What she does, she has this full studio setup. But one of the cool features of her studio is that when she's live, she has her phone mirror cast 
to a large TV that's in front of her. I see. Okay. She'll be playing a song and able to immediately respond while she's playing even. It's huh. amazing. Because you can see it, the screen right in front of you instead of running to the side to see it. Yeah. Oh, Hard. Yeah. Would that kind of affect the sound quality or anything like when you play it? I don't know. Oh, okay. She no, has, because I mean, you're still doing everything from the phone. It's just doing a visual display capture onto the TV. Ah, got it. Okay. So the, the yeah. phone's doing the live show, but and then you just can read whatever who so and so say this, so and so say this. Ah, I see. Yeah. Very interesting. The phone is close enough to the piano like it normally is then you'll be able to hear it okay. But, Maybe you um, should do it. Saki, I just wanted to mention, and my listeners, that Enda mentioned that she, whenever she plays piano for her TikToks, that she wears her dress and all this stuff. This woman has a huge <laughs> wardrobe. I mean, every video hey. is this extravagant dress, <laughs> and she's gorgeous while she's playing. What <laughs> is actually... Uh, with the COVID, because this whole COVID thing is what make me playing the TikTok. So remember, like, I think it's back in 2020 when everything completely shut down. And then I was at home and then most of the lesson turned into because some parents still not really doing online yet. So we are still in the kind of limbo before all the online kicking in. And then every day I just play and play and then I will be like, OK, I'm ready this one. So I'm going to call my husband. Down. I was like, OK, can you sit there and be my audience? So I will walk and then do the bow. And he's like, but after three times performing, he started like, uh, why don't you record it? And I can watch it next time. I was like, no, 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 you got to watch me now <laughs> and then Frank's like okay there's a phone you can record it and then maybe post it on TikTok there you go I was like oh there's such a thing and I was like okay fine so I start recording it as a one video two video like what I said before I like the obviously the people say oh that's playing good and then all of a sudden it's oh that become my job so and the next thing I'll say okay I can wear this dress oh yeah that dress I've been wearing it with that shoe so and then it's all whole thing become my whole, whole performance then from that point on that's, that really is awesome in that you're putting your all into it you are definitely like you put your all into the music put your all into the presentation that says a lot because you are passionate about what you do Thank um you. <laughs> I haven't looked, to be honest. I've watched your TikToks. I've followed you on Insta. I've seen a lot of the gorgeous places that you go to. Have you created a Spotify? Have you done anything on Spotify or released oh, I any? I don't know how to use that. I don't have that app yet. <laughs> As you can see, I like classical music. I like all this. I might be 39, but I think my soul somehow is 70 or 80. <laughs> Let me tell you something that will feed your diva needs. Okay, <laughs> I'm listening all here, right here. <laughs> Check out DistroKid. The easiest way to do that, and it helps me and it helps you, is go to my forum. I'll give you the link. Sure. And in the keywords box, you just type DK7, DistroKid7. And what that does is it gives you 7% off the initial startup, which honestly, the initial startup isn't even expensive to begin with. It's like 20 bucks a year. And all you have to do is record your music into an MP3 and you then take that MP3, cut it. And if you need help making it sound good, I can do that for you. But you take 
the final product, upload it to DistroKid, and they distribute it to all platforms, everything. iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, those are the three big hitters, but they send them out to a lot of other ones as well. Question though, I don't know, because I tried to do my YouTube to so same video and then like I just put it onto YouTube. I get like a email that's saying that I am taking, like I don't even get it because it's a Beethoven Moonlight Sonata, but apparently it's patented by a Sony recording. And then they say that I stole their music. You're not allowed to do that. I, I don't get it because it, it's classical music. How can that be belong to Sony? I don't get it either. That is crazy. But there is a fix to that. And that is this. Whenever you upload it to DistroKid, you are able to purchase a license. Okay. And I'm not sure if you would have to do it with every single song. So that would probably be something that we could both look into if you're interested in going down this route. I did an Amazing Grace cover where I sang a harmony, all four parts, and I uploaded it and I put that it was a cover. And then whenever I clicked on the, the button that said it's a cover, it's then guided me to the licensing of it. So I think the license cost me like 12 bucks. For every uh, or for the whole your same thing kind of thing? For that song. Okay, I see. So, so like a Sony own all the classical music? Like, I have no idea. That's crazy. That's so not cool. I was like so upset. I was like, since when like Sony owned Beethoven, Chopin and all this Mozart stuff? But yeah. If I, were, I would... If I were you, I would contact YouTube and and try and dispute it and see what comes of it, because that may have been a mistake. No, it's actually not only me. I know that the other one pianist, too, she's located in Seattle. She was uh, also fighting those kind of stuff. That's why I stick with TikTok, because I kind of like it. It's like nobody. It's like it's to be honest, it's classical music. How can Sony own it? It makes no sense. It's oh. just, yeah, it's very sad. It is odd. And if any of my listeners know what is up with that please contact me or you know contact the podcast and we'll be able to get that information to enda we'll be right back after the break are you wanting a haircut trim or just a fresh new look in general look no further than Deshaun. Located in Lehigh Acres, Florida, their friendly and chill atmosphere makes you feel right at home while getting your favorite hairstyle that suits you. Check them out on Google today, that's D-A-S-H-O-P, for more information and see what they can do for you. The shop is a proud supporter of The Real Paul Show. We now return you to the interview. What are your thoughts on, I've noticed on Instagram, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but you can download this program where they, they say it's got multiple uses, but one of the uses they're really keying in on is that you can put music lyrics that you've created into this program and it gives you options for different reworded of the same idea that you put into it. I feel like that's cheating. I feel that too. Honestly, I just like, yeah, I don't know. I very, I never see it to begin with. So I don't really know precisely what is this program thingy. But uh, yeah, well, that's a sad thing. That's what I noticed. Too. 
nowadays with the kids, it's so hard to like, I think back then when we play piano, it's kind of like as it's an enjoyment, but nowadays kids is too glued to their iPad or whatever game. So for them to just get that little praise from playing a piano is so hard because you have to practice like hours and hours. Meanwhile, for iPad, you can just go to the next level in five minutes. So I noticed I fighting that so hard now, like kids is so hard to get kids to enjoy this instrument rather than glue to their phone to do the next level, next level, next level. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is that technology is starting to encroach on the creative process. We started out with some good ideas, but it has brought us into this era where now it's going beyond just kind of giving you a little help. It's actually starting to be like, okay, you give it the key you want it in, and it'll create this song for you. Yeah. You give it the words you want it to have, and it'll it'll create better words for you. Yeah. It's like taking out the actual heart and passion behind the music. Yeah. Because it's doing it all for you. I know. It's so not cool to be honest. Like I, for me, it's like those hours of like a real people that practice it or like a cheating way, I call it. It's like some we learn from the five lines music, but some like people, they just go through like a cheating way. Like now, like a computer, you don't even need to read the music, but you can make the music. It's like, how is that even possible? That's not fair. You supposedly know how to read all these five lines. <laughs> now, I, Another great example of that would be. A thing that's been happening more and more is we're seeing people just go sit in a recording booth for about three hours and do voice samples. And then from then on, they can literally take those voice samples and do anything they want with it, from talking to singing to anything, because they already have all of the different vowels, consonants, how they sound together set up so that they can literally pair it, change the tone, change the pitch, and ta-da. Oh my goodness. some that are not even real people in anime especially they use what's called a vocaloid have you heard of that no vocaloids are basically what he just said bass voice pattern but then they they manipulate it to change it to whatever they want and they i actually got into it for a little while listening to the music because i like edm and a lot of the music that they did was edm with these voices and Initially, I was listening to him like, oh, this is good music. Then I found out later it wasn't even a real person. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) How heartbroken is that? I was like, oh, my goodness. The person that I like, the voice is not even real. (laughs) Yeah, the Hatsune Miku Project's been around since 2010. Is that the one that started it? Yes. Hatsune Miku was the first Vocaloid. It's why she has number one all over her uh, clothes. And she... I say that in quotes because she is an it. Um, she really like made a boom. She was from Japan, and uh, they even started doing virtual tours where yeah. they have a projector with a glass screen, and she's being projected onto the glass for the projector while there's a live band in the background doing concerts. Like it's an actual diva pop concert. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh wow, it's so crazy. And then the crazy part is like there's the people that like Paul. Paul is very in fall in love with the voice, and like it's just it's not even a real person. Possible. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I want to interview her. Oh wait, she's not real. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so crazy. Yeah. So I just I wanted to run that by you, see if you knew about that. But yeah, I mean it's just like this 
we're oh. going so far with technology. Here I am still the paper line and then just playing it, counting it in my head. Oh. It makes us feel so obsolete. Yeah, totally. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I can't believe that. I was like, what is that? But I hope and pray that the passionate musicians that are out there like yourself like myself that we can hold that torch and carry it on to pass it on and i I think that's awesome that you teach because that's one way that that can happen yes i really hope for that as well i know that would be really sad like one day if you don't see anybody sit on a bench piano and they cannot even read any of music score because everything is to computerize to whatever rise they don't even know how to do it they don't even know how to play that would be very sad yeah i would also be out of a job at that point (laughs) i set up live performances as a stagehand and do like i put together the stage i set up their lighting i'm usually a spot operator for the shows i see that's cool that's very cool i do everything from concerts to broadways wow Um, so, Inda, yes. with with what we've talked about on the show, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners of the podcast? Support my pia- playing, <laughs> likes it, support classical music, um, continue pass it on. I guess that's pretty much. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And the way you guys can do that, whenever you go to the forum, use the keyword Inda, E-N-D-A. It'll take you to her link tree, and you'll be able to check out all her stuff there. The podcast is actually very popular in Canada, and you said you're where? I'm in Vancouver, BC. You're my third or fourth Vancouver interviewee. So (laughs) (laughs) what would you say to your fans with this platform of being able to speak out on the podcast what would you say to your fans who watch you on thank you very much for all of the ones especially the one that's been following me since the first time i started tiktok really really appreciate it for all the love all the support all the nice comment nice compliment that's really get me going to just keep performing for you guys um and also finally you guys can hear me because I usually always only a wave hi and then I play my song and then bye that's usually my end that trademark now you guys finally get to hear me yes that's that's one of the reasons why I do this show because a lot of artists are focused on their performing and I think that's the way it should be do like a quick little blurb where you tell what you do, where you do it, and how they can find it. So I play the piano. I teach the piano. And if you would like to hear more about my playing, uh, you can find me on TikTok under Enda Superman, or you can find me on Instagram, Enda Superman underscore piano. Thank you, Enda, for being on The Real Paul Show. Thank you for having me. Very pleasure to meet both of you. Pleasure to meet you, Enda. Thank you so much, and uh, I really appreciated it. It was great to get to talk to you. Thank you, Paul. Have a good night, guys. Bye. This is Listener's Focus. This is a section of the show where I ask a question and you guys answer. So enjoy. Hey y'all, so this is a new section to the podcast that will be kind of interchanging with On Focus. 
Um, I am going to be calling this segment Listener Focus. So what I did was on Instagram and TikTok, I put out a video requesting that you guys answer the question either in a video response or an audio response in DM. I got a couple of responses back, and this is one of them. Now, what I will be doing in the future is I want you guys to state your name at the beginning. Kind of give us a little bit of uh, information on yourself, like your name, um, what you do, uh, either hobby or work or whatever. But the last question that I posted in this video on TikTok and Instagram was... What does music do for you, both in creating music and listening to music? And this is the response of one of my listeners. And I do apologize, I lost your message in a slew of other messages and I couldn't find you. So if you're listening, please contact me. Let me know your name. I'll give you a shout out next episode. But here is his answer to the question okay so what i like about music and what i like about making music first about listening to music it's special because i can you know listen to a song today and years later i'll listen to that song again and it'll take me in the moment i was going through whatever i was going through when i heard that song that's what i like about music that i always leave a memory in that song that i heard years ago it can be like in 2005 when I heard the Say a Song of um, Katy Perry or the Kings of Leon or whatever song that I listened in that year. Today, I put that song in. I'll just remember, you know, oh, that was a moment where I was going through this or I was, you know, this way because I feel like music changes. I change every day. I change. So, so it reminds me of who I was, what I was going through, what was you know, I thinking that's what I like about music. Like music tells me a story, even if it has its own story, the artist that's making the song. But it has my story in the song because I had a feeling when I heard the song and I was living something in that moment. So it's like, example, my mom passed away when I was nine years and there was a song she loved that was from uh, The Lonely Boys, How Far Is Heaven. And I'll hear the song today and it makes me feel and go through a moment where I was in the hospital. My mom was sick and I was nine years old. So it's it's so many feelings that song gives me because it gives me, you know, it reminds me of the sad moment. But it does remind me of, of how special she was and how special she would treat me. And that's what music does. Like it just, I leave a story in that song and that's why I love music. And the other part of me making music, it's amazing. I just started making music probably like three years ago. And I haven't even made that many songs. You know, I've been in a process these three years. I do it and then I give it up. And I'm like, you, I'm not going to be able to do it. So it's been a hard process for me. So now that I am making music more often, I use it to take out whatever feeling I'm feeling in the moment or thought that I do not like that I'm thinking about I could just put in that song and let it go it's a moment where I could express how I'm feeling what I am feeling and create this new world that I want to live in you know 
like this world of if I want to feel more confident, I'll just make a song about my insecurities and how I'm not caring anymore. Like, I'll just make the song whatever I do not want to be and what I want to be, you know, tomorrow. So it's just like a making music for me is like a process, a healing process. And listening to music of other people, it's more like leaving a memory. And so it's just special. I love music. It's something it's something very important for me you know because it's something i live with every day music and reminding myself about moments i lived in life and things that music for me is just so powerful it's it opens your mind your imagination it just creates so many things so i think music can lead you to something good or it can destroy you so i try to use music to to heal myself and to express myself whatever I'm feeling and whoever I want to be. So that's what music is for me and thank you so much for listening. That answer, sir, is an answer that I could feel. I totally understand and totally relate to what you said, as I'm sure you've heard me talk about on the podcast multiple times. It would seem that... When I write my music, it always is correlated with an idea from the past or an extreme mood, like extreme happiness, extreme sadness, extreme anger. All of those, for some reason, in me, tend to always make me want to write music right away. Now, here's another point that I would like to kind of put out there as a question. And for all of my listeners, check out my Instagram at trpspod. And you can DM me with a voice clip to answer the question. And this is the question. Do y'all who create music, do y'all have trouble trying to write music when you're not in one of those emotional states that I mentioned. Because for me, I find it more difficult to write music, create lyrics, even the creative editing process for me, it's not the same when there is like an extreme emotion being put behind the song. It's almost as if that I'm trying to clarify and solidify the emotion that I'm feeling in the song. And the song is the only language that can connect with those emotions. When I'm outside of those emotions, I can still create music. I can still create songs. As a matter of fact, just for a interesting trivia fact, the song at the beginning of this clip I just created, it's actually just a snippet of a new release that I've been working on. And it's something that I want to do. I want to continue to release music. But these songs are being written with no extreme emotion, which is something I haven't really done in the past. So, yeah, that's my question to you guys. I look forward to hearing your answers and posting your answers 
in future episodes. Until next week, thank you for listening, and I'll see you then. The Real Paul Show is recorded, edited, produced, and published by Paul Bice. I am your host, Paul Bice. Periodic co-host is Jeremy. I will from time to time bring on random co-hosts and they will be announced immediately following this segment. Ads are read by Scotty DeYoung and Ophelia Leon. Music behind Ophelia's ad reads are written by Paul Bice. The Real Paul Show podcast is a TRPS production. Hi, my name is Kimma. I work in the theater industry and have a uh, pretty extensive history with music. And I became interested in joining this podcast because I happen to know Paul in real life and got an opportunity to talk with him about it and share combined interest in music and really enjoy discussing and bringing up different topics that maybe not everyone thinks of when it comes to music. I love hearing unique takes and unique thoughts on how people respond to certain things. Everyone has a different thing that they think about when it comes to music. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Real Paul Show. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. And remember, do what you love with no regrets.